Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace, live from Steerfeld Zurich at Monaco. Um, today I have two very interesting guests. It's Aggie and Vanessa, and the both of them are entrepreneurs, one in each different fields, I would say. Um, both are very sporty and both share a passion for collagen for different reasons. One of them, Aggie, who will tell us her story of recovery and her, I would say, lifelong use of collagen in, a, in one way or the other without yeah. even knowing from the very beginning as I just heard over matcha latte before we started this <laughs> conversation. And Vanessa, Dr. Vanessa, um, you have started your own collagen product. And it's a scientifically based product because you are actually a researcher and you've been doing a lot of research at University of Zurich and also back in Australia. So we'll hear from you. You will chip in when Aggie is sharing her story. So without more introduction from my end, because I don't have so much to say here except for taking Fermeta. Uh, collagen while I was pregnant and running to my C-section and <laughs> running a marathon for four months after. So I guess the I guess the science um, for collagen actually does uh, does um, show its effect also for my from my end. But now it's 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 Aggie's time. Um, we both wear light blue, so we're going to see for collagen bodies. Okay. And, and, black. And, and black yeah, yeah. so so yes um let me let me transfer the mic over to you aggie and um i'll i'll, uh, I'll give the word to you okay so um my name is aggie as simone already said or introduced myself and um yeah so i basically grew up um in a small village in bavaria and my grandma had a farm and we basically grew up drinking bone broth like we always had soup before lunch or just sometimes soup or soup for dinner like like chicken soup or bone soup slash bone broth was part of my childhood or growing up back then it wasn't cold bone broth because it's like a new fancy word that yeah, got yeah it's like the beer from Muesli yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it, it was, so it, was it was basically Hühnersuppe or whatever you want to call it um, Hühnerbrühe right? Hühnerbrühe yeah genau <laughs> yeah. Knochenbrühe Hühnerbrühe yeah. Um, and I also, I know that maybe sounds disgusting, but you know, like Knochenmark, I always used to eat bone that from marrow, yeah, yeah, bone marrow. We grew up eating bone marrow. Like as a child, I would suck on like it's the chicken bones. Yeah, yeah, I mean, now it's a delicatess. Back in the, like 10 years ago, no one would eat bone marrow. Now yeah. you see it in all the fine dining restaurants. It's quite funny, actually. Anyhow, long story short, um, I think we had that on a different podcast before. In 2018, I had an uh, accident whilst I was bouldering and I fell and I tore my ACL, PCL, MCL and I had a patella luxation and my whole knee was basically dislocated. And what was interesting, even though I had so much damage and if you injure your ACL and PCL at the same time, there's quite a big movement that has to happen in the knee for that even to occur. And the interesting thing was that my cartilage didn't even have a single scratch like it looked like it was new and even the doctor said like it's it's impressive that my cartilage 
black was fine because you know if you get a tear or a scratch it's, it's a lot more complicated so the good thing was it was just my um, um, just my ligaments and not no cartilage damage and then and then I was thinking okay like why is it like, I thought it, it's it has to do something with nutrition so once I got released from hospital I actually started making my own bone broth again. I would go to the butcher and buy like all these like bones and like with cartilage on and it was super funny because like I'm this like, you know, petite girl and buying like bags of bones and he was like, what do you buy? Do you buy this for your dog? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I bought it for my dog. Or and your Asian yeah. husband. And, and I would like go home on my crutches because I was living alone at that time and like, simmer my bone broth for hours every day i mean the chick the kitchen smells you know if you boil that for like six seven eight hours and yeah, like yeah. no heat and also put like um carrots in and celery and like really made and you know then you put it in in jars like in glass jars if you put it in a the fridge and it becomes like this like yeah. Shala, shala, shala. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was like the proper real good thing and this i had is, that if it doesn't gel then there's not enough yeah exactly no it properly gelled like you know like a vodka pudding i don't know what's yeah. english word for that um and i had that every yeah and i had that every day in the morning well actually every second so the one day i always had the bone broth and the next day in the morning i made like an anti-inflammatory smoothie with um um curcuma um turmeric ginger lemon and all that stuff so i would like um rotate between bone broth and that and i mean my rehab went amazing i mean the doctor said I would never run again and I did a half marathon one year after operation so hands down so I think the whole thing of me exercising taking the collagen looking on what I eat really focusing on my nutrition but also having a good doctor that did the really good operation in the first place really helped um, but then also afterwards to keep it up because I feel a lot of people when they have knee operations complain when when it's too cold when it's hot when they fly they have like and i have never ever pain in my knee and obviously cooking bone broth or boiling bone broth becomes quite like you know time consuming and especially with traveling it's not the easiest thing to just does it, does it not feel weak at your knee at all hmm? your knee feels just as strong as it could yeah i feel like it's actually stronger than my other one now which can happen right because yeah because you train yeah, it better, yeah. Yeah, makes you stronger in yeah. It's yeah. Stronger, yeah. Yeah, and then I started actually supplementing with collagen powder, and I've been basically supplementing with that since, yeah, 2018. And then I was living first in South Africa, and then when I moved back to Switzerland, I started taking Formetta, <laughs> also because of the training effect. Like, it doesn't only have the collagen, but also magnesium and a lot of other amazing co-ingredients. So with me, with exercise and having had the injury, it just works amazingly. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned the anti-inflammatory properties, how important they are. Yeah. And that's what we have in the collagen formula is because... So what what anti-inflammatory um, are you putting so, in for Meta? If it's even uh, allowed collagen to be... Collagen peptides described. even themselves are anti-inflammatory. Uh, yeah. Not the amino acids, but the, the peptides themselves yeah. have an even stronger anti-inflammatory effect. But we have um, a lot of antioxidants in there, such as astaxanthin, which is the most potent antioxidant known to man. Um, MSM as well, this sulfur compound, extremely, in, a, in its own right, is a powerful supplement for joint health, skin health, 
but combined with the peptides, it's a synergistic effect. Um, CoQ10, vitamin C, of course, everyone knows how important mm. this is for not only collagen building, but protecting because it is anti-inflammatory. So it's really that which is, um, yeah, this, this important combination of having not just the peptides, but the anti-inflammatory effects because you want to protect the collagen. You want to prevent it from being broken down, which is happening constantly as yeah. we age. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, you know, the peptides aren't really enough, depending on your diet. Mm. And it's actually been shown that the peptides are more effective than bone broth uh, in stimulating the cells to produce yeah. collagen. So yeah. that's why you can rest assured because it's a huge labor, as you know, to make bone broth. Yeah, and then like the quantity you probably get in is not Very as Very variable. Yeah. And they're often not in the most easy to absorb Form, which you have guaranteed in certain collagen and even the quality like you know like when i went to the butcher i honestly I, I i just bought whatever he had i didn't didn't ask whether it was grass-fed or well -fed yeah which or, is super yeah. important because, exactly yeah. yeah for me it was just okay i'm making my bone broth now mm. boom <laughs> and then you don't want to be having extra heavy metals yeah. which is just going to undo any effects yeah. right because in the animals the heavy metals and toxins concentrate yeah. in the fat and in the you know the collagen rich parts of the animal so it's it is yeah, super important to know about heavy metals make sure that the collagen peptides are tested for heavy metals and toxins because mm. this is an anti-aging supplement so you don't want anything that's going to be pro-aging like that which, you know? which yeah. we've had a, a very interesting um podcast as well on on um nuclear um, oh, yeah. radioactivity oh. and aging rights so mm -hmm. yeah exactly so being aware of all these environmental factors mm. that you can minimize mm. right mm. that you have under your control yeah because yeah a lot of it has to do with genetics of course even how yeah, but the genetic percentage is quite low actually yeah. no? around 20 20 percent yeah. so yeah. you have so that's a, um that's you have that's a lot to little. control. Yeah, you exactly. have a lot in your hands, and that's because I feel like a lot of people actually blame it on, oh, it's my genetics, or yeah, oh, my my parents had weak bones, and I have weak bones, uh, and I don't believe in that at all. No. I really think if what you put in, you get out. If you put bad cheap fuel into your car, your car is not going to function the mm. same as put that good in it. And I think it's the same when it comes to the body. Yeah. And even if you do have a genetic predisposition to have, say, these weak bones or low, like a lower bone mineral density, there's a lot you can do to exactly. improve on them. Yeah. yeah. Really Speaking is. of which, uh, a lot of women suffer from osteoporosis. Um, is, is collagen your product going to mm -hmm. be preventing? Yeah, collagen is incredibly important for increasing bone mineral density. Mm. So this is something, another reason why especially women should be taking it mm -hmm. um yeah i mean your bones are full of collagen and need to be supported mm. i mean it's a, a 360 approach to protecting your this bones is such a such an important information for mm. so many women out there suffering from osteoporosis yeah or even early onset um osteopenia yeah yeah i agree people really i mean if you don't take care of your bones and your joints you're not going to age well. It's no. just the fundamentals of aging well. Take care of your joints, take care of your bones, 
the glowing skin will follow because you're doing exactly what you yeah. need for yeah. nice skin and the beauty effects, which is what people are chasing. But it has to be done from the inside out. Yeah. You're not gonna have, you're not, you don't have good gut health if you've got a, yeah. a lot of inflammation. Yeah. Forget about it. It's, yeah. it's not gonna be reflected in your. But yeah, like it, especially with the chon, it's funny because yesterday actually someone messaged me, hey, you know, have you ever tried like cycling? Would, wouldn't cycling be way better for you than running? And no. Like, why? Why? Like my knees are fine. Why? It's like yeah, because of your operation. And I'm like, well, my my knee is hundred percent fine. I I have and no... actually running is better for women than cycling yeah, because I have no of the to, like, the, the amount each each time you you have a a hit on the floor, it will it will actually help to 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 um increase bone density mm, yeah yeah so i was like you know it's, people just automatically think because you had an operation or whatever now you can't do certain things so it's not good for you yeah why do you still run with your knee and i'm like well why why should i not run like, yeah exactly it, this it, is it like never, the same thing it never with me and pregnancy even, you know, like, i run down the mountain i do trail running as well and i run down the mountain I don't have any knee pain and I know so many people who run down the mountain and they have knee pain. So it's obviously one part is like how you run, your running technique, but I, I really do believe that the second part is also your nutrition and like taking collagen and all of that because yeah, I run downhill and I don't feel anything. And if anyone should feel anything, it should be me, but I don't. <laughs> so yeah, something is working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think your story is incredible, and I think you can help, like, really help a lot of people. Yeah. Healing is, I think, people are a lot of very much confused about how to heal injuries. And I think yeah, they just get the, lost and yeah, I, I yeah. feel a lot of people just give up or, or accept their diagnose and then listen to the doctor and like yeah, but the doctor said I shouldn't do this and that. I mean, same thing now when I was in South Africa a couple of weeks ago. I tore two muscles that I attached to the hip, mm. underneath the hip flexor, and I couldn't even lift my legs. So normally mm. I've got like the full flexion, I could lift my leg like 10 centimeters off the floor. And the physio said like recovery time is like four to six weeks, then I can slowly start running again and going to yoga. And anyone who knows me is like, <laughs> no <laughs> way. That's, what, that's like, what people told the same It's like telling story. a fish not to swim. And I was like, after two weeks, I was up on the mountain, running up Table Mountain, running down Table Mountain, and I was fine. And I, I told I my physio, and she's like, totally because I saw her afterwards. You. She's like, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I think I have to tell you something. He's like, what now? Because she also did my physio when I had my knee injury, so she knows me. <laughs> and I told her, yeah, I just been up and down him, and mom was like, okay, well, good for you. <laughs> And that was after two weeks. Yeah, I, I ran one week after my C-section and yeah. people were telling me or had to like no exercise for like people, eight people weeks and all of these stories. things. You yeah. know? I ran to my C-section and I ran one week after my C-section again. Of course, you have to, you know, know your body and don't overdo it. I was worried I would overdo it rather than underdo it, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but my doctor was, when I came in for the after, after C-section check, checkup, the, she couldn't believe. The pelvic floor was completely back oh, to wow. normal. And she was like, there is, there is like nothing left from any 
any set of aftermath. Wow. It's, yeah. it's only this the scar you can and a little bit of the scar tissue that is a bit wider still but it's it is it's for me but for other people it's probably not even visible but but she was really like first first day after the delivery I was walking around in the room and she came in and she's very sporty she comes in with her race race bike shoes right for the for the uh, for the visits in the hospital um but but she she said yes wow okay uh, she's never seen anyone walking around the day after the c-section i already yeah. went walking in the park and yeah escaped to the city the two days after so you know it's all about your own your own way and i think i'm not saying that everyone can do it but it's also like the amount of people that tell you as they told you what you cannot do yeah it's always what you cannot do how how about we start to re rephrase and say what we actually can do right rather than cannot i mean when i was in hospital i brought those elastic rubber bands and put them on the back of the hospital bed and i did like sit-ups and upper body workout because i mean yeah i wasn't able to run it for that point but i was able to do so many other sports i mean i got out of the hospital after a week and i bought one of those yoga chairs i don't know if you know them but it's a very safe way to get into upside down postures like headstand all of that Mm -hmm. and i was like headstanding a week after my operation people were like oh my god what if you fall over yeah i mean that's the same way what does everyone tell you you have to put your leg up for like the water to drain i'm like what's better than going into a headstand for that yeah. i know i'm safe i know i can do it and i mean my swelling was you know went down fairly in a good time and yeah same like, again, the blue the blue team because i did the same i did headstand until the day of the yeah, i know i mean you were perfect. at my yoga yeah. class <laughs> all right yeah yeah, yeah. we have proof like, of concept oh and it was actually funny because somebody asked i who is the one that is pregnant because you can't see the belly right so, especially in the headstand yeah. it's always disappearing yeah. yeah but it's so important to stay active right because yeah. muscle you lose it so quickly yeah and also but it's for obvious, the recovery you know, if you've always been a sporty person i mean yeah. if you are pregnant and you've never done a headstand in your life no it's probably of course not the, not the best start. idea but yeah. i think it's not would it yeah. even be possible physically yeah. Yeah. yeah my son today found it very funny to see how how i did yoga he was Aww. very very interesting yeah so it's also a good role model for your children mm. to see that you're active right? yeah and that you yeah. prioritize it and yeah. yeah i think so too but not only my parents are not sporty at all and i'm the complete opposite so i don't know where i got it from not from them <laughs> somewhere yeah yeah Yeah. that's why it's important to hear people's stories because you Mm. get inspired and you know what's possible right yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah you've spoken to my students my american exchange Mm, students they found that also very inspiring Mm. especially for them it's also good because some of them are really not very physically active Mm. and then to hear somebody's recovery stories very yeah. very valuable yeah. yeah and especially that you know just because you're injured it doesn't hold you back no like no 
and I meet a lot of people who are like, yeah, I don't ski anymore because I had an ACL injury. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. I had a lot more in that area. Maybe it's a good excuse for someone being scared yeah. to ski yeah. from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. then they kind of like have an excuse. Have an excuse. I think it's so many times also an, an excuse not to move or an yeah. excuse to yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. It's sad, but yeah. Good. Yeah, hey, thank you very much for your time, ladies. Thank you. Thank and you. Um, to be continued, I'd say. And if people have questions and comments, do not hesitate to reach out. We will share your Instagram, um, social media links, and um, so people can reach out, hopefully, to thank both you. of you, if that's fine with you guys. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, thank you. And. Uh, have a great afternoon.